Good morning, good morning, Rabbi Welcome to Breakfast in the Class. Breakfast in the Class today is dedicated in loving memory of Mrs. Lily Safra Alea Shalom. Lee Lui Nishmat Lea Batchana, her philanthropy has reached so many throughout the entire world. As well, dedicated in honor of Rachel Sayed, uh, donated by, uh, uh, by her children. And the week of Cobra was sponsored by David E. Ash, in honor of you and your substantial capacity to do good today uh, and every day. Uh, my friends, the Pasuk tells us that in the aftermath of Yitzchak being, finding his nasib, finding Rivka, the Pasuk tells us that Yosef and Abraham, uh, he, he went, he added on, and he took for himself as a wife, Keturah, uh, this woman called Keturah. And he had children from this woman, Keturah. Rabbis tell us who was Keturah, actually. Keturah was Hagar. Why was she called Keturah? Different reasons. One reason is because her actions were as, uh, were as uh, um, sweet-smelling as the Ketoret. So therefore, we called her Keturah. So she was a big tzadeket. That's what it's trying to communicate. Uh, fascinating kind of the juxtaposition of Hagar being named after Keturah or Ketoret. And later on, we'll find um, that the, uh, the, the, the bad wives of the children that they had, uh, it says that the smoke of the, of the daughters, of the wives of Esav, you know, caused from the korbanot, that they were bringing to Abu Dazara, caused, uh, caused Rifka to say, Katsti, I'm so upset with who, whom, uh, you know, who my son married. So you're finding that Ketoret was the sweet-smelling incense of someone uh, who did actions in the proper way, and that, uh, and that was why she was considered a tzaddik. And vice versa, with regards to um, the unfortunate daughter-in-law that we're going to encounter in the following Tenashiot. But my friends, uh, the second idea is Keturah. It says, uh, it comes from the expression of the fact that she was tied, that from the time that she, uh, that she was uh, there, married to Avraham Avinu, she waited and she wasn't, she didn't go to be with anybody else. She was waiting, you know, uh, to, only to be with Avraham Avinu. So that's the second interpreta- interpretation of the name Keturah. But be that as it may, um, we find that uh, Avraham remarries uh, this woman in the aftermath of Yitzchak finding his wife. The Chachamim explained to us that Yitzchak, after ma- finding uh, Rivka, he went and found, he went and got, he went and brought Keturah back to his father, and he convinced him, if, if you will, to to marry, uh, to remarry Hagar. Now, the Gemara says as follows. If a person planted when they were young, he should plant when he's old. If a person learned Torah when he was young, and he taught Torah when he was young, he should learn Torah, he should teach Torah when he's old. Uh, the Gemara goes from various different iterations of this concept. The fact that you did something in your youth does not mean that you should not do something in your old age. It's interesting that one of the people that teaches us this lesson is Rabbi Akiva. Rabbi Akiva says, Lamad, he learned uh, when he was young, he should learn when he was old. Rabbi Akiva, as a person, specifically in his own personal life, did not learn when he was young. Right? Not only that, in the teaching aspect, Rabbi Akiva, who taught when he was young, in other words, when he was a rabbi, and he developed the 24,000 Talmidim, he built an empire. But what happened to all those Talmidim? They died during the Omer. So Rabbi Akiva 
almost from his own personal experience, is like reaching out to every person, uh, convincing them, willing them, if you will, uh, to learn Torah in their youth and also learn Torah in their old age, to teach Torah in their youth and also to teach Torah in their old age. So the Gemara brings a, pa- a pasuk. The pasuk says, And in the evening, don't let your hand, don't put your hand down. You should keep working until until the very last moment that a person has. Now, I think that there's two elements and two parts to this. You know, Avraham Avinu, he uh, prayed, prayed, prayed to be able to build a family. He has Ishmael, he has Yitzhak, and he's done. He's got this legacy. A person is going to be Pere Adam, who's going to build a beautiful home. And he has Baruch Hashem, also a child called Yitzhak, who's going to be the forebear of the Jewish people. You could imagine that at that stage and at that age, with everything he's put into and all the difficulties had with raising those children, Abraham would be, would be done. And yet, the Torah tells us that he keeps trying to do uh, to do more. I remember having a conversation a while ago with a, a man who got divorced at a late, late, later stage in his life. And, uh, and he came to ask, he said, you know, I don't know why people are always suggesting to me, you know, women of a, of a certain age. I said, well, maybe that's because you're of a certain age. So they're suggesting to you women of a certain age. He says, but Rabbi, I don't know how to say this to you. He goes, I have a deep desire. I want to I build a family. I want to have more kids. I did not ever have enough kids to satisfy the amount of children I wanted to have in this world. I want to have kids. And people don't think of me this way, maybe. But, you know, this is something that for me is such an... It wasn't that he wanted a young wife. It was that he wanted children, okay? Now the Pasuk, the Torah is telling us, you have to keep, you know, a person's supposed to keep trying to do, to build, to achieve in this world. And whether it's the perot, the fruit that are considered uh, fruit of the womb, if you will, uh, children, whether it's a person's accomplishments in Torah, most people, the highest form of their learning happens when they're in yeshiva, when they studied in, in school. For some people that might be high school, for some people that might be post-high school. But to think of the idea that in everything else in your life, you advance. And in the one area, the most spiritual of pursuits, you only deteriorate. There's a brief period of time and a brief snapshot, a moment in your, in your life, and then that's it. It's unfathomable that a person should not continue to learn and to grow in their learning as time goes on. In everything else, if you are making the same fee that you made when you first started in the working world, as an intern, if you're like that when you're 50, you know, that's not a really successful business career. And the same thing has to be true uh, of the way we describe, the way we talk about our spiritual pursuits. Just because a person's old doesn't mean they're done. You know, in American society, uh, older people are a problem. Older people are an issue. They're now talking, you know, on and on about what they're calling the silver wave. Are you familiar with this? It's like the red wave, except it happens. Okay, sorry. Either way, the point is, right, the silver wave is uh, all these, uh, what in England they would call them OAPs, old age pensioners. They're retiring from work. They're relying on Social Security to provide for them. And indeed, the government prepared that the Social Security should cover the amount that a person would need from the point that they retire until they die. And the age of uh, of retirement is crept up from, I think it was 55 
to 65. But you know what? When people were dying at 70, Social Security was enough to get you from 65 to 70. But now with the advancements in medicine, the advancements that we have in, uh, in taking care of people, in, in, in personal health, in understanding the nature of the body, genetics, solving these problems uh, on a medical level, uh, and especially by, get, by creating uh, issues, uh, you know, a, 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 a system that has health care where someone is capable of achieving that medical goal, even if they don't have the money to pay for it. We now have a, a, an entire generation of retirees that's not lasting from 65 to 70. They're living 20, 30 years after, uh, after they retire. And that Social Security money is not long enough, it's not, it's not big enough to cover that long enough. And not only that, the price of living has gone through the roof. So even if it was still only till 70, it wouldn't be enough. So my friends, you know, the world looks at the aging population of the world as a problem, a nuisance. But Judaism teaches us exactly the opposite. You know, When you have a problem, when you don't know what to do, who do you turn to? You turn to your elders. A person who's wise in Judaism is called zaken, the zikenim. It doesn't mean someone has to be old in order to be called that, but we, in order to be wise, but we associate wisdom with age. So in Judaism, the elderly, the, the people who have been around the block a couple of times, they can tell us what things are, are going to be like because they have the gift of historical perspective. We cherish our elders. We stand up. The, there's a Torah-mandated obligation to stand up when an old person walks in the room. Not your father. A random old dude. Two specific mitzvot in Torah that honor someone of old age. So today, when the world looks at them as a nuisance, as a burden, as an expense, what are we going to do with the silver wave? We maybe that's something to actually be used and nurtured. Our generation today cares more about plastic bottles than old people. We care more about oil in the lake than old people. It's a wild thing. We would care more about treatment of dogs and rabbits and uh, the duck-billed platypus than we care about our grandparents. But my friends, it's also incumbent upon the elderly not to lay down their arms and to continue to live productive lives. One of the worst things about COVID was the fact that elderly people were sequestered in a small apartment for almost a year, two, sometimes in some people's cases, almost you know three years, they're still afraid to come outside to interact with people. And you know what happened? They saved their physical selves. They didn't have someone cough on them. So Baruch Hashem, they didn't get COVID. But the person that walks out of that apartment two years later is not the same person. They're an elderly person in decline. They're forgetting things. You know, and again, everyone was so worried about brain fog from COVID. But you have to be worried about the inactivity that happens with an elderly person when they're not interacting with the world, when they're not continuing social connections. They're living in their own world. They drift slowly away. It is incumbent upon a person who is advancing in age to recognize, you need to be studying, you need to be learning, you need to be active. And that's what will keep the person 
young and able to keep producing even when they get older. But children of older people, grandchildren of older people, you're the person that will make the difference between their arichut yamim v'shanim. Someone asked me a question only yesterday. They said, Rabbi, you know, a person who honors their father and their mother, the, the reward is, they're blessed with long life in this world. He asked me, but if a person is taking care of their parents, how come HaKadosh Baruch Hu doesn't reward them that their parents should have long life? If that's what he's trying to do, if that's what his, ener- his energy is focused on, maybe God should reward him, not that he should live long, but that the parents should live long. So I answered him on a simple, straightforward level. The answer is, I've done the mitzvah, I get the reward. You know what will make my parents live long? How they treated their parents. That's up to them. That was their reward, right? However, what I didn't answer, because it's not necessarily a reward from Shamayim, is that when you're taking care of your parents, you're bringing them in, you're taking them out, they do live a long life. You made them live a longer life. If you take them out, if you... Now, in the Gemara, the Gemara talks about taking care of all their needs. Ma, ma, you know, the Gemara says, Ma'achilo, Mashkeo, Yimalbisho, Machniso, he takes him in, takes him out, he dresses him. You know, whatever you need to do for them, for their health, that's part of Kavod. Ezui, Kavod, Ezui, Gemara. It says all the things that they need. But there are other things that a, a parent might need. They might need a conversation. They might need you to find them a friend in the neighborhood that they could go and play bingo with or have go to a book club. You don't realize the importance of those things. It is as important as feeding them and giving them to drink is keeping them active, keeping their minds active. You know, the elderly people that come to Knis every day, a lot of these guys, they live until they're 100. You know why? Because every day they're in the shul, they're doing the pismonim, they're doing the thing, they're asking questions, they're sitting in the chok class. It's, it's, a treme- it's like a lifeline for them, aside from the spiritual element of being in Beit Knesset that a person can be rewarded for. You know, so one of the rewards of taking care of parents is that they get to live a longer life. So to elderly people, to people that are listening to this, who are getting on in years, the fact that you have a story in your past doesn't mean that there isn't a new story in your future. In the old world, you know, the success in the world of business came to people of a certain age. And then the world shifted, and it went younger. And 19-year-olds started being the ones that ran, uh, that ran the, the billionaire, you know, uh, uh, gamut. You know, the people that started Facebook and WhatsApp and Snapchat and, you know, all these young people and Tesla and SpaceX, all uh, uh, happened to people that were much younger. But there's also a place, I think, for entrepreneurship in a person that's older. You can't move around. It's, you're not as spry as you once used to. Fine. So don't work in a warehouse lifting boxes. Learn about how to sell things on Amazon. A secret for you, if you're a person who can't get around and you're a little bit older, you could sit in your apartment with an internet connection, find stuff on Amazon that costs $5, and sell it for $7. You don't have to pick up the object. You don't have to do anything. You create a profile. So someone will say, well, I, my grandfather doesn't know how to use the computer. So teach him how to bloom and use the computer. Imagine giving a person a second lease on life because they feel like they're not a burden anymore. They're looking for deals. All they have is time. So instead of them watching a cooking show and turning their brain 
into the same mush that they're watching the guy cook. Show them, teach them, show them something productive. Let them write over the family history from their memories. Let them work with someone. Come up with ideas to keep a parent fresh. It's Yitzchak that brings Keturah back to Avraham. You know, there comes a crazy point in the evolution of parent-children relationship where the child becomes the parent and the parent becomes the child. Your whole life they did for you. And there comes a point where they need you to step up and do for them. And they feel helpless sometimes. And they feel like they don't know what to do. It's up to you to be able to take a parent that's reaching that age, might be a grandparent, and introduce something into their life that gives them purpose, that gives them a second lease on life. And think to yourself this. They're 70 years old. Baruch Hashem, there's people who live into their 90s. I just met someone uh, whose whose grandfather, they just told me, turned 101 years old. Could you imagine from from 70 when the guy retires? For 31 years. How old are you now? 24 years. How old are you? 24. 25. Longer than you have been on this earth will be, it's a long time, right? Will be the time that they'll live after they'll retire. After they have grandkids. Your life is not over. What do you want to learn during that time? What do you want to achieve? What do you want to think about? Abraham Avinu suffers. His wife is gone. He's had the story of the Akedah. His Yishmael story is difficult. Everything's difficult. But you know what? When Yitzchak brings Keturah, he starts a new family. And Abraham Avinu was able, in the final years of his life, to be able to write a chapter that perhaps he never even thought of writing. Mashem, bless us to live purposeful lives. And the last thing I'll say is that old and young, you know, and, and uh, this idea is not only in age. God bless. I meet some old people who are younger than me. And I meet some young people who are older than great-grandparents. You meet a guy, he's 30 years old. He, he's got fired from his job. And you go, you ask him, why don't you try this? Oh, I can't. Why don't you try that? I can't. Why don't you try this? I'm just going to fail. The guy's an alta cocker, like they say. He's 30 years old, and he's already given up on life. And then you have a guy or a girl, a woman, who's 90 years old, and everything hurts. But you go to them, they always have a joke. There's always some conversation. Did you hear this? Did you see that? There's an elderly gentleman that comes to synagogue. Practically every time he comes, he brings me another Devar Torah paper that he read, that he, you should use this. It's unbelievable. You also, even in your youth, don't become old. Don't act like a person who's given up on life. A person could be old in their relationships. They could be old the way they approach their marriage. I'm an old couple. We can't change anything. Can't teach an old dog new tricks. It's not true. There's a problem. You have time to fix it. You know, a person could be an old father, even if they're very young. You know, I hurt my my son's feelings. Now we're in a broken relationship because we're not working together anymore. He can become an old father that can't change his ways, water under the bridge, or not. In every situation, there's an old you and a new you. And just because the situation has got to a place where you feel like there's nothing left to do, doesn't mean that you can't try 
to start again. There's a term that they call it in the world of business. It's called blue sky. We're having a meeting. We're having trouble. What are we? Let's blue sky this. Take everything off the table. What if we started again? Now, most people think, I don't have the koach to start again. What we're learning from Abraham Avinu is, actually, you do. And there's kohot in there that you don't know until you start. And sometimes, by the way, picking through all the difficult parts of the business that's not working is harder than starting fresh. I know that sounds crazy, but ask people who advise you in the business world. Don't take my advice because you heard this in a class. Speak to your mentors. Speak to someone who knows. Sometimes making something that's so uh, involved work is harder than finding a brand new solution. And you know what? Yes, you're 60, 70, 80, 90. You can still sell pots on Amazon. You can still do it. You don't even need to leave your seat. And there's many other jobs like this as well. Hashem should bless us to find them. And if we are children, Hashem should bless us to give them, to help our parents, our grandparents, or some other random old person, uh, you know, to be able to do it. Only yesterday, I read in the newspaper about an elderly woman and her son that were found dead in their apartment in the Lower East Side. They hadn't been heard of since October 16th. She was 92, 3, I don't know, and he was in his 60s. And the police said that what happened, she was ta- he was taking care of his mother, but when he came to her apartment, for whatever reason, he passed away. And with no one to take care of her, she also passed away in the apartment. And I'm reading this, this crazy story. No one has seen them. And they're sitting, like, they're sitting there in their apartment, passed away for, God, for a month, till the police found them there. Aside from the tragedy of that story, I thought to myself, wow, this is a, such a clear example about how the life of a parent can sometimes be in the hand of their child. And if the child passes away or passes his interest or gets too busy, then the father, the mother, the grandparent, whatever it is that relies on them, can sometimes fall apart because uh, you, you, you let your guard down. In the same way we learn from Abraham, we also in this story learn from Yitzchak. Baruch Adonai Le'olam.